Hi, I'm Tracy, an impassioned lady on a quest to slay working motherhood and find fulfillment. I'm here to help you navigate the beautiful and damned in the life of a working mom. I'm a PA, mom, wife, and lover of fashion who is guiding my fellow working moms to ditch the dread and find fulfillment in the wonder and the war zone that is modern motherhood. I teach you the clinical pearls you need to create a life you love, pearls you can apply today to change your life tomorrow. Skirt around those heavy real life topics? No way. Here you'll get an unfiltered ringside seat. You'll hear about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Parenting, step-parenting, marriage, motherhood, faith, and finances are all topics we will sit down and unpack together. Think of this as your one-stop shop for all the motivation and encouragement you need to help navigate working motherhood. Each week, it's like a mom's night out had a baby with a TED Talk. Then the mom's night out went back to work. Pull up a seat, get settled, and get ready to be inspired and encouraged. This is Fulfilled, the podcast. Today on Fulfilled, we have a special guest, Julie Spencer. Julie is a doctor of physical therapy, the co-founder of Restoration Space, a local-to-me integrated medicine practice in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. She is a wife and mom to four rambunctious boys and is my personal pelvic floor physical therapist. Passionate about pelvic floor rehab and women's health, Julie felt there was more, a better way to be treating patients in a whole and integrated way. And so she struck out on her own with her partner, Megan Evazade, and they started a practice to do just that. Day to day, you can find Julie running a business and a household, taking care of expectant and postpartum moms and helping them rehab their pelvic floor and showing up as her authentic and glowing self on social (laughs) media. Julie, in fact, became a doctor of physical therapy and a mom within one two-month period where she was on bed rest with her now 12-year-old twins. In her free time, Julie loves the sun, the sand, and can be found escaping to the beach in the summer every chance she gets. Julie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. This is fun already. <laughs> I'm like, everyone should have someone write like a glowing introduction about I them. I know. Like, you like, I that should be your like alarm. That. Yes. Like, 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 hello. <laughs> like, let me brag about you yeah. for a moment. And I walk in here every Say day. wonderful things mm-hmm. that make you feel confident. So that was my introduction. Could you offer a little introduction to our listeners if they have not met you in person or online? Tell them a little bit about yourself. Sure. I don't know if I could do it yes. as well as you do. <laughs> um, I am Julie and I am thrilled to be here. And I love talking about all things women's health related, I think, which is really funny because I um, have four boys. So mm-hmm. it's, I, I don't know if it's just the space I get to finally talk girl stuff about or, um, you know, the fact that I just, it's always been ingrained in me. I'm one of two girls. I grew up on Long Island. My parents were super like female empowerment to make sure that you can live your life on your own without, you know, a man, even if you choose to get married one day, you know, that kind of thing. We went to all girls uh, Catholic schools up through high school. So I feel like we just had this super girl power thing ingrained in us. And so um, I don't know if that's what set my career off the way it was. I never in a million years as a you know, high school graduate going into college, even for PT, ever thought I'd be doing what I was doing now. It just kind of unfolded on its own. But I think it all has to do with that background of just being super proud to be a female and really empowered by that. That's awesome. I want to talk to you. uh, I want you to talk to the younger working mom version of you. If there is 
one piece of advice or one thing you could look back and tell yourself 10, 12, 15 years ago yeah. about becoming a mom, about working motherhood, yeah. what would that be? Um, wow. I think, I, I know what I would tell her is that it's okay. It's okay to want success in both areas. Um, I don't know if I could tell her. I think she'll always feel guilty. I wish I could tell her to do it with less guilt. I heard this fantastic quote and I hope I do it service. It says something to the, to the effect of, I heard it on a, uh, another podcast and it was, um, oh my gosh, I'm going to say it wrong, but the, the biggest failure we could give our children is the unlived life of the parents. Um, and so I feel like we, you know, I never, I always had a career goal. It's shifted, it's moved, but part of me did sacrifice, I guess, I guess, you know, I was worried to sacrifice my, my family for that. I had four kids and I was like, I didn't have four kids to let somebody else raise my four kids. So that was a really hard balance for me. However, I didn't want to sacrifice these goals I had for my career. And I think what I would, would tell my younger self is like, you don't always have to go with like, success doesn't always look like what maybe you thought it looked like. Right. Mm -hmm. So I used to say, I used to look at my colleagues and say, well, the success was that they're administrators, you know, that they're running a clinic, that they're a manager. So the only way I could be successful, i.e. make more money, right. Was to look like them to be a manager because to be a quote unquote, regular, you know, PT, clinical PT, I couldn't hit that, that success. Right. Right. At the time. Um, And so I did that. And then I was ridiculously unhappy. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hate it. I, I, it's weird because I own a, a practice now, but I hated managing people at that level because I had to tell people yes and no in, into ways I didn't think were fair. Um, you weren't in control of it. Right. I no, had to tell yeah. people if they had, could take vacation or not. Like that, I felt like that wasn't my call, <laughs> you know, like, uh, even though it was. So, and then also I had to work longer hours and do these things that didn't even make sense to me at the, you know, at the sake of being home with my kids. Sure. And so that person, I would say like, let that go let that go. Like whatever you thought, success whatever you thought like. right. or success, just because it looks like that for somebody mm-hmm. else doesn't mean that's what it looks like for you. Um, that was a lesson I had to learn a little the harder way. Um, thankfully I was, I'm not very good at hiding feelings. So <laughs> like it was a very short lived time that I came to my husband I was like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I'm not happy. I knew I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. Um, similarly, I would, you know, it took me a long time to be comfortable with the success I'm finding now, again, not always equaling at the same time, at least um, this, what success looks like in social, in the social world, whether it's finances or, you know, the big house or the fancy car or the, I don't know, fancy people. Yeah. (laughs) I had to learn, um, which was always ingrained in me. And my, my husband is a, is a huge influence on me in this in a really good way, but it's about like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. If you're an authentic person, if you're our friend, if you're a family member, if you, you know, if you show us kindness, we show you kindness. It doesn't like all that stuff doesn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times it's, a, you know, our world is about keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, I think as a mom, I want to provide for my kids. I want to give them anything I can. Sure. Um, but I also think it's really important for us to show them like, these are my dreams and my goals. I think that part I'd never, ever regret for my kids. Um, is that they're seeing me go for Chase what I goals, believe in. Yes. Yeah. And that I'm a, I do believe I'm a strong, you know, woman. And I believe that I, you know, 
don't sacrifice one thing for the other, which is fine if that's what Mm -hmm. you choose. But I feel like as a role model for them, not only as their mom, but for them to see a wife that way one day, Mm -hmm. um, their daughter like that one day. Changing the world. Yeah. Like I want them to respect that about women. I want them to know that there's a different way to do things. Mm -hmm. There's a different way to lead that doesn't have to look like that social piece. And there's a different way to define success that it doesn't have to be all about, you know, fancy cars and big houses. I have found it's very rarely what you thought it was. Yeah. And it's hard to let that go. It's still hard for me to let that go sometimes, you know, but then we, you know, my husband and I really do look around the house and it is crazy. And some days, you know, I'd still have to pop open that wine at night because I am, it is a hard day and a hard week, but really for all intents and purposes, like, we are where we want to be, you know, with who you want to be with, who with we want to be spending with. quality time with those people. Yeah. yeah. I was doing a lot of research recently and in the choosing of the name of this podcast, I had originally wanted to call it the prescription for success. Mm. Uh, like from a provider <laughs> like standpoint, yes. like providing we'll success, you know, word. like, you know, yeah. prescribing success. And then I decided to call it fulfilled instead yeah. because in researching Success is an external measure yeah. of yes. achievement or a certain accumulation of wealth and fulfillment or to be fulfilled is to feel that you are fully living into your character and abilities. Yes. It is an internal measure. Yes. Essentially of success in a very different way than society defines success. Yeah. So success for you may be football with your kids in the yard or, you know, barbecuing with your spouse and being present for those moments, having put down your phone and investing in the humans that you've made and loved and are raising, which is very different than a Tesla and a million dollar house. Right. So like, and, and those things are always very shiny and they look amazing, but like probably the inside of the Tesla is dirty too. And also the inside of the house has clutter also. Like, so I think that we look at other people and we think, oh, from the outside looking in, so-and-so has it all together, this one, you know, this, but like looking inside myself, I didn't find fulfillment in the seeking of those things. And I felt like I was chasing something that was always going to be out of reach or I achieved one thing. What's the next thing? And so fulfillment is also a quest that never ends. Like it's not like, I agree. Oh, today I'm fulfilled. And now we're done. Now we're done. (laughs) Right. But like, Fulfillment is a state or or to be fulfilled is something that is a quest that we're on for our whole lives to find what fills us up, what fulfills us. And I think as as a fellow mom of four boys and one girl, uh, I think that seeing us chase our dreams is powerful to kids of any sex. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Moms and dads, adults, other adults in their lives, other kids in their lives when you're walking through life and you see someone who like, Oh, that was, Oh, she quit her, she quit her job. Right. And right. then she started her own practice right. and like, Ooh, that was kind of gutsy. Right. But that's great. Like the more that right. we do that, the more that we live that and share that, the more we are teaching our kids yeah. that a life well lived and a life in pursuit of things that you believe yes. and are valuable to you is better than a life where you're just sort of bumping along doing things you've always done because that's the way it's always it's, been. Or it should be that way. Yes. And I think what, what I really, uh, the conversations I have with the moms in my room are, are awesome. And I think one of the things that really I've noticed that helps that, that might define fulfillment a little bit too, is are you doing what you love? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another thing I had to, you know, if I had to go back and tell my younger working mom self is I always like, I mean, I love what I 
do as like as a pelvic floor therapist, but was I in a situation, I, I could easily have done my job the same way I was doing it and still been a pelvic floor therapist and just gone home every day. I mean, it was in some ways that was great. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Some days I miss that. But I also just, I, I love that word. I did not feel fulfilled. I felt like there was more I was meant yes. to do. And I always would go back. Like if I, in my family right now, I'm fulfilled. Like I do, I don't even add yes, more to right. that plate. Um, but I, and I think my, I think that's one thing my kids see in both what my husband and I have chosen to do. We, we, you know, neither of us have these bit, you know, we're not in finance. We're not in, um, you know, technology, you know, we're not in these big, very big tech, like money making, like Silicon Valley or type, shiny, right? Yeah. Or shiny or, shiny yeah. or flashy or glamorous. And, you know, it's funny. And I don't blame them because I was, when I was little, I did the same thing. Like they, they were saying, I want to be this or that when I grow up and it's, it's bigger and flashier, you know, but I think they do realize that. And we've said that to them numerous times, like what we are doing right now is because we love to do it. We are meant to, both my husband and I have shifted career. My husband shifted career paths a little bit. Um, still within the realm of what he was doing, but because he found like, what, what do I really feel good doing? What do I really love to do? And now he's there. Um, and, and so am I, and I feel like this, whenever I come into this place, this office, this clinic or whatever you want to call it, I, I always feel good. I always feel good. There's scary things around it. Um, we are technically, I guess, entrepreneurs and that day in a given day, it can go up and down. Yes. And some days we, High five each other, go out the door, and sometimes we're looking at each other like, "Oh my gosh, I what hope we, we open the door tomorrow." Right. <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, but all in all, that's an exaggeration, I guess. But you know, I we I think we both can go to bed at the end of the, you know go to sleep at night knowing that we're doing the right thing, the thing that we feel is the right yeah. thing for us, for our families, for our for our clients, for our patients. Um, and for our career. So that's really cool. Which is, I think, the difference between feeling like a vocation or a calling to do yes. something versus yes. having a job, filling a role, yes. doing a job description that was defined by someone else. Yes. And I do think you can do it in different ways. You can do it within a big organization yes, where you, you grow and change and find mm -hmm. a place that fits you if where you're at doesn't feel like it's a good fit right. anymore, or right. you're just realizing it's not a good fit, period. Right. Can you find something that fits within someone else writing checks right. and paying your paycheck regularly? Yeah. Or do you feel that the application, the chasing of that dream, that vocation, that calling sounds like a Sunday afternoon podcast right. or like exactly. what does that look like and how can you fit the vocation with your life, right. not your life into the job? Right. Right. And, and maybe the job is the thing that allows you to do the thing that you love. Yes. Right. That's another thing. So yes. I think that there is, I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, but I think, I think you do have to always go back to, and it sounds so cheesy and so simple, but am I happy? And it could be, you know, circling back, it could be like, am I happy with how my body feels? It could be, am I happy with what my career looks like? Am I happy with what my family dynamic is? How my marriage is, how my, marriage how my relationship is. Yes. with my uh -huh. kids right. is, and any of those things sort of breaking them down. Because I think in I'm not happy every minute of every no. day. No one oh is happy gosh, every no. minute of every day. But if you find that you look up at the end of a week, a month, a day, a year, a decade, and you say, oh, I'm kind of miserable. I feel <laughs> like this is terrible. And right. it's not just newborn sleeplessness. It's not just moody teenagers. Yeah. It's not just a season of growth and change in your marriage, but rather that is now the norm. Yeah. You have to dig in and look at, 
why? Yeah. Which thing is making me feel sucked dry? Which thing is making me wake up angry? Which thing is making me feel like, oh, again, we have to do this again tomorrow? Because it's rarely everything, but in the moment, it sometimes feels like it is everything. Right. If you don't identify what it is. Right. And I will say this, here's another really big thing that we talk about a lot, again, in our room, because, you know, it's mostly moms that I have in there. And I think one of my clients put it perfectly that she said, what, you know, when we're growing up, um, she's in her thirties now, like mid thirties. And she said, I was growing up, you know, my dad went to work. He was the career man. He was, you know, growing successful in his career. And my mom who had been, he was a teacher, but then she stayed home with us and raised us and then went back to work as a teacher. She said, so I had my mom and my dad, they both had like their, not their roles, necessarily gender roles. It turned out kind of a little that way, but not, I don't know how purposeful it was. Sure. She said, and now I'm realizing, and she's married and has a supportive husband that she you know, has a good marriage. But she said, now I'm realizing I'm both the mom and the dad mm. because she's very you know, uh, involved in her career. She just had her third baby. At one point, she was sure she'd have, you know, a small family, a big family, and she doesn't want to give up her career. And that's where she's in this, of like this, you know, hamster wheel kind of feeling right now, because she's like, I feel like I am the career person. So is her husband, mm-hmm. you know, but she's also still the mom, you know, and, and there are lots of things that moms do that dads don't, not because they're not good dads. Yeah. They're very, my husband's an excellent hands-on dad. Um, but it's, it's still, we still have a lot of that demand on us that would never, it doesn't, it's not like the dynamic totally shifted. It's just like, we've gotten more. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of moms who would say they feel like they are both the mom yes. and the dad. And a lot of them, even who would say I have a very supportive partner. Right. Who's a like, great dad. Yeah. I don't think very many dads feel like they're both the dad and the mom. Right. Agreed. And I think their quote unquote role, you know, cultural role hasn't changed a ton. Mm-hmm. And ours has like doubled in some ways in some homes. And so I think what we have to really do is, and, and we've also gotten like super competitive with each other as moms. So there's like, no, there's no trophy for the mom yes, who martyrs herself. Like, and most. my mom and her friends used to say like, we used to have like literally that whole idea of like, it takes a village. Like we live on a block and everybody like take each other's kids and like come to each other's house for dinner. And like, yeah, we don't yeah. do We're that. All suffering in a silo of right. silence. Yeah. And so I feel like, the number one thing I also would say is like, we need to be better. I need to be better for sure about um, voicing some of that, asking for help, not feeling like you have to do it all because if you don't do it all, you're not being successful. Mm-hmm. Again, there's that word. Sure. Um, am I failing if I ask, you know, my like my mom that now lives in the area, which is great. She's like, well, can I help you? I'm like, I got it. I got it. We have this, I have this, I have somebody picking up this kid. Why can't I just say, you know, mom, yeah, come on over today and let's have dinner and you can right. help me just who, live Who this cares life if we have it all under control? Then we have even extra help. Like, why can't we have like an abundance of help yeah. instead of like hanging on by a thread? And I think that is something we are not good at right now as moms and as women. We, it's like we still have something to prove. Yeah. Um, and I, and I feel like right now I'm surrounded, I have a great tribe of women. We're right here. Look, yeah, right sure. here. Yeah. But I, I, I still feel like, we don't do that well. I think that abundance of help, that community, that collaboration with other moms or other people that are surrounding you already exists on the other side of raising your hand and saying, I'm overwhelmed, or I feel like I'm about to become overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. or this season feels overwhelming. And it's not admitting failure, but rather I don't want to feel burned out and I don't want to resent these awesome humans that I've made, but I can't start a business, 
run at home, do soccer carpool, and be present with my kids. So like, it could be your spouse. Exactly. It could be your spouse. It could be other moms. And you just say like, during this season, I'm not able to create space or not willing to create space for this thing that's being asked of me. And that might offend the people who aren't yet ready or at the place where they are saying that. Yeah. But your life is not to meet other people's expectations. Right. Right. And we are doing it to ourselves. Absolutely. We are doing it to ourselves because I have been taking my kids to the dentist forever. Yeah. And the other day, a couple of months ago, I said to Dan, I need you to take some of these five humans to the yeah. dentist. Our teenagers are driving yeah. themselves to the dentist. But um, I was like, I need you to take them to the dentist. The little kids need to go twice a year. Yeah. You need to take them either in the summer yeah. or in the winter. And he was like, he said, oh, I thought you liked taking them yes, to the yes. dentist. You've never asked for help before. Yes. I didn't know this was in any way. Yeah. You seem like bitter about yeah. this. And I'm like, well, I mean, one year in one calendar, you went to 32 appointments. Yeah. And only two of them were for me. Like we have a lot of humans who yeah. have a lot of appointment medical yeah. needs, well, you know, like, and they're mostly healthy kids who just yeah. like need shots and teeth cleaned yeah. and the, all the things. And so I was like, yeah, I am. And, and I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling bitter or resentful because of anything that you, Dan, did right. or didn't do, I'm feeling it because I didn't stand up sooner and ask right. for help. Right. And so I am asking head for this like tit for yes. tat thing that doesn't, I'm like, it's not oh, yeah. Thing. So yes. I'm like all yes. mad in my own yes. head uh-huh. about something I didn't even ask for yes. help yet. Yes, exactly. But I'm like, here I am asking for help. And he sort of head whips around like, yes. Oh, you want me to help yes. with, you've never asked for yes. help. And I'm like, well, buckle up. Cause I'm about to ask for help That's with a right. lot more things. Cause my I just figured out like, I could. You know? yeah, he's, he's a lot. He's like, I'm not really understanding why you're so upset. At, like, how is this becoming such a thing? It's been but bothering really, me for years. Right, and I'm just I finally voicing anything. it. Yes. 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 And so when you walk around with that, it just burns a hole in yeah. you and it makes you mad at them and they don't even realize they're exactly. doing anything yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. And that's a very, com- and again, let's talk about it. Maybe it's not normal, right? But it is really common. Yeah. So we go back to that term. I, I think that's a theme that happens in a room. They come in for pelvic floor therapy. We come out with a whole different type of therapy. And I feel like <laughs> if you are walking through life feeling like, People keep piling things on. You keep taking on things, whether willingly or someone is asking you and you don't say no and you're feeling overwhelmed and weighed down. And I think lots of moms out there are feeling the weight, the burden of motherhood plus working in medicine, motherhood plus marriage, motherhood plus running a household, like working plus running a household. All of these things exponentially increase the weight of the thing that you're carrying. Mm -hmm. Like this is permission to set something down. Right. Something that doesn't, you know, don't set down bedtime, set down cleaning the toilets, right? Like get some help with the things that can be outsourced because you can't outsource a mother's love, but you can outsource a trip to the dentist. Right. Right. And it's important for dads to take their kids to the dentist too. So dads, if you're listening, offer to take your kids to the dentist, please. That's so bad. Because someone needs to do it. They need clean teeth. (laughs) Um, And that's important. That's right. It is. It is. Are you feeling stuck in a rut fashion-wise? Enter the Winter 2021 Fashion Challenge from Polished Plaid Style. For just $29, you get a PDF with over 60 outfits, shopping lists, and links to new items for your closet. You also get access to an awesome Facebook group of super supportive and stylish women. If you're interested in checking it out, you can go to polishedplaidstyle.com slash fulfilled podcast. 
That's polishedplaidstyle.com slash fulfilledpodcast. You'll be able to see the episodes in my Instagram stories, and I'll be showing up regularly in the Facebook group. I hope that you will join us. So I want to, before we wrap up, I want to talk about pivoting. I think the word pivot has risen to fame through the pandemic. Like pivoting was like only on the Uh basketball court until we had a pandemic. (laughs) Yes. And now it's like, okay, like we have to pivot. So I have seen you guys online pivoting in your business Mm. during COVID, a pandemic, a time where like you are a service-based business where people walk through the door Mm -hmm. of your clinic and get treated and suddenly no one can walk through the door. Yes. So obviously like that was a huge pivot going from an employee to an employer or to an, from an employee to an entrepreneur was a huge pivot. Yeah. So in your life, how have you known when it was time mm. to pivot, yeah. which I think is important because mm-hmm. there are people out there feeling the tug of a pivot, but is it time? Is it not so time? True. How do yeah. we decide in our life if it's time? And we'll start with that. So how do okay. you know, or how did so, you identify when it was time to pivot? Yeah, I think for me, it was timing at its finest. I very much believe in things happening for a reason mm-hmm. and little signs. And I think you have to know when the opportunity is presenting itself. Mm-hmm. And also um, when fear is the thing that's your limiting factor. Mm-hmm. And, and other things can be limiting factors, finances and you know, things like that. Logistics, all the yeah. things. Yes. So, but I think you have to kind of almost outweigh those things. What's my limiting factor and what are, what signs are pointing me in the right direction. So I had known for a really long time that somehow I wanted to open my own practice or run my own piece of a practice. Like I didn't know how that looked, but I Something always, different. Yeah. And I believe in putting things out into the universe and praying for them. And, you know, I've done all different things as like writing it down and visualizing sure. all those things. And it, you know, I also... Um, had to know that it might not look exactly like what I thought, but to be open to different things mm-hmm. that it could look like. So I think that was a practice that my husband and I, and also communicating with the people in your life about it. So my husband and I, he knew that for a really long time. And then when when the opportunity presented itself with Megan, which is a really fun story, but it, it kind of happened out of the blue, but it was like literally all signs, like neon signs pointing sure. to yes. Though at that moment, I was actually not in a bad place. Like mm-hmm. I liked the people I worked with. I liked the setting I was in for the most part. I, I did not have bad blood against my employer. Um, in fact, I had a good relationship with them. You for don't a long actually time. have to be unhappy to right. seek a better I had my kid. Yeah. Like everything was yeah. good. We yeah. were going on trips. Yeah. Like financially, we were good. Like yeah. everything was good. Um, but again, this opportunity kind of came and it, it was like almost like, is this really happening? Mm. And when I talked to my husband about it, he's like, this is what we've because it did become a, a again, she communication. Like we've this. been waiting for this for a long time. We've been praying for it. We've been talking about it. We've been planning it. I think this is the answer. Like, I think the answer from the universe, from God, from whatever it is that you believe in is right here in front of us now. And we have to decide whether or not we're going to take it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that did, we had to look at a lot of things to do that. But I mean, my gut feeling was like, yes, you know, yes. of course I'm going to take it. Yes. I didn't want to put our family in a bad situation. Like there's other things that you had to t- consider, of sure. course. But I think it was like this, you know, I just read Glennon Doyle's book and she talks about the knowing, you know, all yes. these other things, but it was that. Like it was deep inside, I just knew. Mm-hmm. And any single person I talked to about it in that moment was like, how are you even questioning this? You know, 
And ironically, when I did tell my employer and then my, my bosses at my job, like every single person I told basically at my job was like, you've been talking about this forever. You been Every single person was like, oh, I'm not surprised. You've been talking about this forever. I'm like, have I? Like, I didn't realize. Like, I'm actually a little surprised. <laughs> I was, no yes, no one surprised. else seems surprised. Yes. So um, again, it was about that. Like it kind of was always something I knew was there. You know, when it happened with COVID here, I would say that was more, some of it was like, so I have to, right? Upon yeah, you, it's yes. survival. Yeah. You know, you had to figure out how you were going to survive. So some of it is, it's an interesting thing because some of it is about your own timing and some of it's like, you have no choice. Sometimes that's not a bad thing though, yeah, because here was the you. cool thing about what happened with COVID. If anybody has ever said that. Um, <laughs> COVID is, was great in the following right. way. <laughs> I don't know. 2020 was, <laughs> what a blessing. 2020 was what awesome. A blessing. Like, who's who's saying that global these days, pandemic right? that we're so living through. Maybe I should rephrase that. <laughs> Because it is a tough, tough year. Yeah. However, if there is a, a positive outcome, it's that there were things we had talked about doing. A lot of things we had talked about doing. Um, I had talked about doing online courses. I had talked about doing something virtual. I had talked about doing something that, you know, again, for like all the time. And it was like, we don't have time for this now. Or again, our we're in brick and mortar. We've got to do Our this. focus is on yes. this. We have to survive here first in within our four walls. Um, you know, I have to be hands-on with somebody. Sure. For that to be successful, successful PT um, sort of challenges yeah, the those beliefs that of like who are we thought were true right. that were maybe limiting or maybe yeah, so who are we to be experts to on like something something sure. right? So um, and then it was like, well, I mean, we don't have another choice right now, so let's do it. And then when we did it and it worked, <laughs> it was like wow. And then it allowed us to almost look at this whole thing as like wow, we have a whole nother platform that we were either again all these limiting factors that was thrust upon us us. and then it was funny because we had to pivot again once we were able to reopen our doors and now we're trying to find how those two things work together both things um because then we had to you know then we had to grow the business back up again so there were there were lots of pivots of like and i think the biggest thing is almost like we said before is to keep coming back and refocus Mm -hmm. keep coming back and refocus to say okay where are we going Mm -hmm. where were we where are we going how do we integrate these two things now together? Let's not forget one for the other. Sure. Um, that's maybe a little bit of the harder, harder part to do. Sort of the when actual the implementation. Yeah. Uh, when you're the or, thing of it. Or, or reevaluating, to, step yeah. back and reevaluate. Right. Yeah. And how to do both. Again, when you have lots of stuff on your plate to know when that time is again. So that's what we're waiting for now or maybe evaluating. Yes, maybe waiting sure. for is not a good yes. word, but you know, at, when it came time to open the practice, it was good timing. Kind of, yes. When COVID happened, it was timing we had no control yes. over. And now we're kind of sitting back and saying, okay, now we're here. Now we can breathe for a moment again. Both those things happened and we're still standing, thank God. Mm-hmm. And now how how are we going to pivot again yeah, to make yeah. that look like what we want it to look like? And what are the next steps to get from here to whatever that destination yeah. is now that we have both an in-person and an online presence, yeah. both in brick and mortar and yeah. a virtual platform, yeah. you know, these things yeah. are... But resilience is key, I think, for for women, for people, for humans. Um, I think that's what we're we need now more than ever. And I think that's what we have to realize. I think I really, really do believe women. We say kids are incredibly resilient, right? But I think women, my God, are we strong and are mm-hmm. we resilient? And I think we have to remember that. Like we, what is that phrase? We can do hard things. Now, yes, right? that's a we big can phrase. Do hard things. So I think we have to realize that we can do it, and we can come back even better than before, stronger than before. Maybe it looks different than before and that's okay. Agree. That's so powerful. People definitely need to hear that. Yeah. So if people are listening and they want to follow you online, which I highly recommend, hmm. where can they find you online, you and the restoration yeah. space? So the restoration space has, we have a website, 
therestorationspace.com. Our Instagram handle and Facebook is the same at the Restoration Space. My handle is Shehabilitation. Yes. Uh, so at Shehabilitation on Instagram, on Facebook right now, it's my original Facebook page. So it's Julie Westing Spencer. Until next time, keep on slaying your own fire breathing dragons. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of Fulfilled, the podcast. I have a favor to ask. If you like what you heard today, please tell your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on social. You can tag me on Instagram at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman, and you can tag the podcast at Fulfilled Podcast. And please consider leaving a review. I'd love to hear what you think, and your reviews can help other moms find me so they can grow alongside you. Oh, I almost forgot. Don't forget to subscribe so you get next week's episode automatically in your podcast queue. Instant inspiration and all the mom jokes? Yes, please. We'll see you next week on Fulfilled the Podcast.